Welcome to Cash Considerations, the podcast that takes you behind the Las Vegas sportsbook from the guys who actually work behind it with your hosts, Alan Berg and Dave Sharapan. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are finally to the Super Bowl. Well, not yet. There's always that incredibly overhyped two-week period where we get to wait and find out about where people get their hair cut. Uh, so I got my man Big Dave here to break down uh, the style that he would choose. And uh, we also have Mo here tonight to talk a little NFL and God knows what on this crazy episode we're probably about to endure. So what's up, Big Dave? Oh. <laughs> uh... Uh, nothing much, AB. Just uh, hanging out. We're going to rehash some games. And uh, I, like you said, look forward to two weeks of nonsense, but uh, hype. Let's let's just call it that. Yep. Couldn't couldn't set it any better, my man. Uh, and what about the, the, the <laughs> one, the the Lord Mo, as he likes to go on our little account that we share with each other? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad to be back as usual. Uh, today's been pretty ridiculous uh, since I, uh, you know, since I woke up. I probably had a, you know, a couple of drinks here and there yesterday, you know, during the games. But uh, I enjoyed myself, and I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better, man. Well. I think that the uh, Minnesota Vikings are also trying to get better, and I'm sure you felt a little uh, satisfaction watching them completely blow it on Sunday. To an extent, yeah. I was uh, asking a lot of the Vikings fans at a at the bar here because I actually came back to see for a little bit. But I was like, are they going to fire Zimmer next year or what? <laughs> oh, man. The, faces, the faces were just, man, as if I told them I, like, you know, I killed their whole family. <laughs> He said, "Are you kidding? Um, You're kidding, right?" <laughs> I said, "Look, man, I'll buy you a drink. I'm sorry, whatever." You know. Might might yeah, have been a little was, too soon, Mo. Might have been a little too soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a few <laughs> of them were mad, and a few of them were trying to explain what happened. And I said, "No, I know what happened. <laughs> I watched that whole game, man. I seen it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it was good. Like, I I didn't think it was going to be, you know, like that, but." You know, I, I figured the Eagles at home would, you know, probably come with it. And man, that was that was a one one hell of a performance. It was crazy to me, you know, how I think where the Vikings just fell on their face uh, was had a lot to do with Case Keenum. Um, you know, two turnovers in the first half that were crucial, especially with the way the Eagles got going. Um, they were able to. I mean, I, I think the Eagles have the best offensive line in football. They made the Vikings look like they had an average defensive line. So I was super impressed with, with that side of the ball. Foles seemed like he had all day to throw. And the Vikings just never got off the deck after those turnovers. I couldn't yeah. believe the way that game went with – I mean, the momentum swung so quickly. I mean, the Vikings went right down the field yep. and, and looked like, wow. Um, you want to talk about in-game adjustments. The Eagles shifted gears, got the pick, you know, in the return for the touchdown. You guys called it. That was great. I started just literally laughing out loud as he cut across the field and nobody was there. I said, there it is. Defensive touchdown number one. I was waiting for a second one because you guys (laughs) called it. It was great. But, uh, wow, you want to talk about, like, pitting your ears back and bringing it. I mean, long strip sack and, and, and getting that ball when it was 14-7 to seven was literally 
the game changer. That was it. It was done. Minnesota had nothing to come back and answer. Kind of surprising to me, but at the same time, extremely impressive by the Eagles' defense. Yeah, I like uh, I like when the guy uh, you know when the guy that picks it always has to point for that last block. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that, that was killing me, man. I, I you know I, I think I just got out of the shower. I was heading to a PT to hang out with some buddies of mine, and uh, yeah, I got out and I'm, I'm looking at the guy running down the field pointing for the block. <laughs> and um, you know, yeah, I was laughing to myself as well. I yeah, it was that was I thought that was the biggest play, you know, because the Vikings came out and strike first on the road. And that's usually what you want to do, you know, especially in an environment like that. But, man, if if you're going to score and, you know, swing momentum, then it, it's got to be a pick six. And, you know, the crowd was loving it. It kind of it kind of put them on track. And I think they gained a lot of confidence, uh, especially Foles. But, Alan, no, you, you, I think you hit it on the head. I think the offensive line, I mean, they got most of that stuff blocked up. And it, it was easy for Foles to uh, get the ball out a little bit quicker and, you know, kind of make more of his reads and give him confidence down the down the road because there were some of the there were some throws you know later in the game where he stood in the pocket while it was collapsing and uh, man he was he was throwing with a an abundance of confidence it was incredible. Yeah, I think that just from Jump Street, like you said, uh, the you know the O line was picking up anything that was coming his way, and I mean I was counting some of the, the you know time he had in the pocket, and I mean some of the, especially the big throws he was making. Um, oh man, it was sick. Yeah, it was just you know like it, I, I always say like no matter what, if you've made it to that level in the NFL and you're a quarterback and maybe you know you're not Tom Brady or not um, you know Drew Brees, but if you have eight, nine, ten seconds to throw the ball, someone's getting open. And so for, from that aspect, uh, the Eagles just dominated the trenches, and that was it, man. That was all it really took. What happened on the touchdown pass to Jeffrey right before the half? It was that, fourteen to seven, and I didn't feel like the game was totally out of hand at all. And that play, you want to talk about? I mean, he had time. Somebody bounced off him, and it looked like he threw a rainbow. You know, as you're watching it on television, you're like, "Who could that possibly be to?" And <laughs> is that going to actually be completed, or this look like a pick? And then you think, see it come down, and there was no one around Jeffrey. That was like the eight, like the eight set, one of the eight second ones that I was talking about. Foles had a ton of time on that play, and you know it reminds me of for the video gamers out there. It's like when the Madden programming play breaks down, and then guys just automatically get open because the code ran out. And that, <laughs> that's essentially what it was. Safeties were running into corners, and then Jeffrey just popped open, and Foles, you know, had a perfect pocket, and he just let the ball go. And to your point, Big Dave, it was just a, it was just a rainbow. He just threw it up there, nice and easy, super easy touchdown. But I mean, that's no. what happens, you know, when you're not getting that pass rush, man. It, it's hard to cover those guys the whole time. I mean, they're some of the best athletes in the world. I thought, uh, well, when I was talking about the Foles, you know, when he was standing in the pocket. I thought that was probably his, you know, his best looking, you know, as far as standing in there while it was collapsing. Because, I mean, there was guys around him. He could have ran or he could have took a sack and, you know, you know, clutched the ball. But, no, he, he kept his eyes downfield and threw a rainbow when it counted the most to get up two scores. And, uh, like, you know, like throws like that, man, you know, it not only does it get the crowd into it, but, you know, the team backs the guy like that. And, you know, especially for Foles, who hasn't played any of the season, I mean, that's just, that's huge going into the Super Bowl. 
looking back on a pass like that, I mean. I would have never thought the Vikings weren't going to score again after that, though. Like, I really was like, okay, and and, and there's a minute left. We're going to go in the half down 21 to 7, you know, regroup. They give up a field goal right before the half. Now they're down 24 to 7. You're like, this isn't looking good. They don't score again. I mean, I mean, it was 38 unanswered points, but at some point, they they couldn't get close enough to even attempt a field goal again. It was crazy. Well, I mean, one thing I I was noticing. Did you see when Keenan was trying to throw to the flat, like those eight yard out routes, like to the outside of the field? He had nothing on those balls. No, not at all. And I think that was one of the biggest things. Is I I think it just it finally caught up with them. You know, having him at quarterback and not having that arm strength um, to get the ball out to the outside. I mean, they they've been eating teams up with those plays, and the Saints included. Um, at towards the end of the game when they came back in the second half. So when you can't make those throws that were such a crucial part of your offense, I mean, it just really made them very one-dimensional and, and it made it they couldn't move the ball. I mean, they were just done. Yeah, yeah and then, was, uh, in, go ahead, Mo. Yeah, in, in the, the it's, it's really in the trenches, I think. Not only did the Eagles do a, a tremendous job on on the offensive line, but on the defensive line, they, uh, they did quite a bit of um, – you know, they were making it rough for Keenum to throw. And, you know, when they were getting there, if they weren't, if they weren't, you know, getting actually to him or stripping the ball, but, you know, they were rushing him and making him think. And I think something like that on the road, even for a guy that's played on the road, you know, all season, um, being down like that, he, I don't think it was like a regular place where Keenum's been. I don't think it's a regular place where the Vikings have been. Yeah. So, so much more pressure, too, I think, I think to your point. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Casey just passed by. He's messing with me, man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Joker's at the yeah. You Caesars. know what I mean, Alan? And oh, you, I got you guys, you know, you guys watched the same game I did. It's it's easy to uh, to talk about it if you know, you know, if if it, if you didn't watch it, it, you know, it's it was just a whole different type of game that we've seen from both teams, especially like in the playoffs. It was it was insane. Right. Who would have thought the Vikings would save the last game to give up the most points they've given up all season? <laughs> yeah, well. they went out with a bang. In right. The oh order. man, it was it was that combination, man. It was just you know the the offense didn't play well and and it just kind of snowballed. You know they they couldn't put any drives together and you know put all the pressure on the D and the D got tired and that was it, man. And then they just they didn't play their best either by any means. But you know I think a lot of that was just the you know the the crushing of the the o just really probably deflated that defense and they just didn't have it anymore especially with playing on the road in the nfc championship game it's a tough pill to swallow i I think a different animal yeah exactly well so that brings us to the jags and patriots which was easily the best game um you know a lot of things you could say about this game for sure uh, first and foremost, though, you just once again have to tip your hat to Tom, Tom Brady. I mean, the guy's incredible. It doesn't matter. The guy. It seems like he's down uh, five Brady. touchdowns with five minutes left, and you go, well, maybe they're going to lose. Like, it's just crazy how he just keeps doing it over and over again. If I would have told you before the game that the Jags would get more yards than them offensively, 374 to 344, Equal them in first downs, not turn the ball over, and 
time of possession, Jacksonville would have 35 minutes and New England would have 25 minutes. And they would lose the game and had a 10-point lead with 10 minutes to go in the game. You wouldn't have believed me. I don't think. I would have asked one crucial question. I would have said, how much was the winning score? And if you told me it was under a touchdown, I would have said Brady won. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no. uh, I don't know. Right now, the only thing I can recollect is that third and 18, man. That, I mean, that's the game in a nutshell where the Jags could have easily had it. You know, it's, it almost looks impossible, you know, where the, where the Patriots are pinned, pinned deep. They're down 10, uh, maybe middle of the fourth. And uh, they get, he takes a sack. It's third and 18. And Tom Brady pulls up to a tongue of Iloa and makes just an incredible pass to Amendola across the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, oh, yes, I don't even Samoan think anybody Tom Brady. He got it. He got the reference in there. I like it, Bo. No, I like I, it. <laughs> he takes the sack. He looks over. Belichick laughs. He says, "Well, no, run the play. You know, run the." So, I mean, that play, and then they run the flea flicker after that. It's another incredible throw. The guy was. I can't keep watching it, and and you know, it's like I, I feel like everybody should be just in a trance when they're watching this guy throw. And when he's gone, you know, I don't know who's going to care or who's going to miss him or, you know, people hate him, obviously. But, I mean, it's 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 incredible. It's I've never I've never seen anything like it. You know, even even when they weren't uh, converting on third down, which was killing them. And it was funny because the Jags were winning on third down and they were winning the game. So, you know, that was probably the biggest part of it was moving the ball. I, I thought the Jags did uh, magnificent uh, with the play calling. Uh, which I was telling Alan and you uh, during the and Dave during the game, I said I know the defense is good, I know that, but the calling on offense to get Bortles, um, you know, confidence getting the ball out of his hands, and they they uh, they used I think that was a Grant uh, out of the the backfield on a couple of swing passes that uh, the Patriots were you know blind to. It was it was a masterful work. So it I was mean, masterful for three quarters, and then it was one of the worst fourth quarter offensive play calling performances that I can remember. They they weren't they weren't snapping the ball with one and you know they, they were snapping the ball with nineteen seconds left on the clock. Wait and you know nineteen ten you got it they had to use the clock. I, I think they got nervous. I mean I know it was evident because they they're terrible. Yeah but, it, uh, it, it was it was very it was below what I would call conservative. I mean they you know when you play a team like New England, you can't you can't beat them in the traditional sense of just eh, let's just run the clock out. Like you need to go score again and again and again. I mean they they're not the they play not to lose, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's how you lose to to great teams because they're already thinking they're going to win the game. They don't care that they're behind, and they've been there. They've done it so many times, and they should be kicking themselves for not going for it. And I get they have Blake Bortles, and I get that they have you know, a pretty straightforward running game. They don't show you a whole lot. They just try to muscle the ball up there. But I mean you gotta you gotta open it up a little bit. You can't you can't rely on just let's run the clock out against a team like that, especially on the road. And it's just it was crazy and I, I felt bad for them for the, I felt like the coaches let them down a little bit in that game for sure. The defense was so good. I mean New England was three of twelve on third down. Um Gronk got knocked out and oh, yeah, play the second half. I mean, That's right. That's right. everything was set up. If I almost feel like if one of the field goals was a touchdown in the second half, 
Or they even, well, I don't know if they get another field goal. It's enough because it's not. It's still 24-23. But one more score, a touchdown, one more score, I think would have done it. It would have been, it just would have been not enough time. I don't know. I mean, the Patriots came back last year in the Super Bowl from a ridiculous deficit as well. <laughs> so you really can't count them out. I just am amazed at the ability for them to keep doing it for so long. Yeah. I mean, I got to the game after um, I was done coaching. and We got knocked out of the tournament and we came in, and I got to watch pretty much the second quarter on. And I kept thinking, wow, what's the value here on the Patriots? I mean, it, it – when they were down 14 to 3 obviously they were dogs in the end game wagering but even when it was 20 to 10 was the price right i didn't get the chance to see it it was still kind I, of uh, short but you know was it it's short the patriots yeah was it I, short? Mean, I don't think it was a normal i don't think that's a normal line for a team that's not them right okay cuz i i think the the highest i've seen it at was like 4 to 1 that was like super late in the fourth um wow but I yeah i didn't that i, I would have hammered that one <laughs> oh yeah. Well, no, because I'm I'm sweating it out because I have a bunch of that you know money on the six and a half, and and I actually blasted seven again. So I I'm telling you right now, if Miles Jack didn't have that incredible strip on Deion Lewis, I think the Patriots would have covered. They would have scored 21 points in the fourth. I I'm, I could go. I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. Which which I by couldn't the believe way, it. Which by the way, that Jack. Uh, Fumble, that was a touchdown that got taken away from them with a, with an early whistle, which was crazy because oh, yeah. they called it a fumble on the field. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and usually usually they uh, they let the play advance until they have to review it. But yep. they were so sure it was a fumble, they said, wait, hold on, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't run, stop running. So they rolled him down by contact after the fumble? Yes, uh, but he he had already ran about ten yards, and then all of a sudden the whistle came in. Right, I saw it. Uh, yeah, I know, it seemed I, very patrioty, for sure. No, it was a uh, some of those calls. I mean, I I was actually because I know a lot of the calls were you know, patriot esque, but I felt like there was a lot of no calls, and there was some grabbing and holding on, um, you know, some of those pass plays. Uh, that the Patriots, it looks like the Patriots had a couple pass interferences late when the Jags were trying to make their drives on a critical third downs, and I didn't see any flags. So I, I felt like, I felt like that was even worse than the calls that were actually being called for the right. Pats. The one that was, was tough. The one that was driving me nuts is I I saw on multiple occasions on third down when Brady would make a great throw that like Calais <laughs> Campbell or Miles um, Jack on the outside was getting held right in front of the referee, and there was no call. Oh sure. I mean, For sure, that, I, I like the yeah. idea of them letting them play because God knows we don't want twenty penalties in the game. But they called the Patriots <laughs> for one penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's so. I'm telling you right now, like late in that game, you know, late in the third, late in the fourth, especially when the Jags needed a, a miracle or you know a break, uh, they they just couldn't get one, and yeah. it's tough for you know. I I know they're probably thinking it, but. I think they were more nervous about getting the next first down because they seen the pass were coming back. Right. They rushed for 100 yards. I mean, they rushed for – the actual total was 101. <laughs> and, you know, everything points. When you look at the, all these numbers and you yeah. go, man, how did they lose the game? And they lost the game because it's Brady. It's that simple. I mean, and they, Amendola, and they I mean, off. really? 
And they didn't keep <laughs> him off. They didn't keep him off the field too. You know, I mean that was huge. They just they got to keep Tom Brady off the field, and they didn't do it. They they just I kept telling someone if it wasn't for Amendola, the Patriots wouldn't have won that game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that Philip Dorsett, that was his eleventh pass catch of the entire season. He caught the ball on the on the flea flicker. They just keep finding ways. They put different guys in there and and do it. It's it's a thing to watch and kind of admire or respect. But man, you just at some point you just want to see it change one time <laughs> and somebody get the best of them and. It really would have been exciting to see Jacksonville do it as young as they are and the storyline would have gone a certain way. I mean, it would have been a very defensive game. I mean, the look-ahead line for Philly-Jacksonville was like pick em or one or one and a half either way, and the total was 42, even 39 in one place. would have been a totally different game. I mean, like looking ahead to the Super Bowl, now the I mean the look ahead line was seven before the the Eagles blew out the Vikings. Do you guys think that that result changed the line that we opened up with around town? Yeah, I think so because Foles looked a way better than he did in the previous three games. Is that a mirage? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't really think so. I, I think that. I don't think the Patriots have nearly as good of a defense as the Vikings, and with how good that offensive line played, I I don't see New England having an easy day at the office of finding ways to blitz. Now, putting in a lot of zone coverages and things and trying to confuse Foles is a whole other ball game. But as far as getting to him and pressuring him, yeah, I don't think they're going to have the easiest time in the world at that. Couldn't do it to Bortles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, he didn't. Yeah, yeah. He didn't look like he was under duress nearly as much as like I expected him to be. No, they, uh, they had a great game plan. They had a great game plan. It was, I tip my hat to the Jags. I thought they played incredible. Like that was, that was a big time game on the road and, and, you know, against the, the team that's been good for about, you know, 17 years. So for, I think the Pats were more surprised. Um, but you know, it's, it's Tom Brady and, you know, he's, he's back in the Super Bowl. So let me ask you guys this, okay? And it's one-word answers. I'll go to Mo first because I'm pretty sure I already know the answer. Um, greatest head coach and greatest quarterback of all time. Go. Which sport? Any sport? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about the kid who plays football at Alabama right now, Mo. I'm talking about the NFL. Because <laughs> I was going to give you something outlandish. No, uh we just watched them, man. We watched them. We watched them in the Jags Patriots game, and it's definitely not Marone and Bortles. There you go, Big Dave. I, I mean, Mo just yes. completely butchered one word, but that's fine. Yes, I'll just say yes. It's them. Yep, I think so. I, I don't think that with the body of work and the the type of league that they're in now, it's astonishing what they've done. It really is. Over the time period with the amount of changes, and I mean, when we go back and look at this body of work, let's just start naming the uh, the All-Pro or Hall of Fame wide receivers that he's had. <laughs> it's not really a long list. No. And, uh, you know, uh, running game. You don't think, you don't think Jabbar Gaffney is a Hall of Famer? Yeah. There's, I mean, it's guys like that. There you go. 
I mean, guess Warrior was just as good as T.O. I don't know. Right. I don't, I don't yeah. Think I, correctly. I have no I idea. Mean, you know, Chris Hogan, uh, the list goes on and on and on. And we go way back. And, uh, I mean, the lack of a running game, let alone, you know, all-time running backs, it's impressive as hell. I mean, they haven't even had a great defense. They did at times, but this clearly is not. You know, I mean, we can name how many guys on their defense right now that are, you know, Pro Bowl caliber or, you know, Hall of Fame worthy. It's a cycle of guys, and they just buy in. Everybody does their job. I mean, even the, the, the coordinators have turned over a few times. Listen, this is what we do. Get in here, do this, do this, do and we're going to keep going. It's it's awesome. I like if they don't do it, they just ship them no matter how good or bad they are. It doesn't even matter. Oh, wait, you don't want to buy in? You're out of here. Boom. So they ship you for a second-round pick. Yep. You know, whoever it is, whoever it may be, if you got an agenda, if you don't got an agenda. Oh, wait, you won three Super Bowls with us, but you're done, you know, lifting. Or if you're done, you know, you know, worried about these things when we need to be worried about these things. Yeah, you know, we can find someone that can do that. And uh, now they're in their eighth Super Bowl in the last, I don't know, 17 years. It's it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And they've, they've done it with virtually no running game. Dave, I think you hit it on the on the head. I know the receiver part is crazy, but, you know, they've they have really, you know, never had a you know a running back, you know, a really, really good running back. It's it's insane. It's crazy. Too, it took man. a lot of guys to get a Super Bowl to have to have a running game. And Brady's done it pretty much exclusively without one. My man, it's it's that's <laughs> it's like mind blowing. It's that's all there is. Yeah, you just think back to like the '90s, like cowboy teams that had Aikman and Emmitt Smith and Michael Irvin, and arguably the yeah. greatest offensive line ever. And yep, then yep, you, yep, have, yep. you know, you, and then you compare them to New England, and you're like, well, they had Tom Brady. <laughs> 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 Who's that guy wearing twelve? <laughs> and the best Jeez. receiver that he played with, Randy Moss. Yep. They didn't. They didn't win. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> win. You know, but the, but the guy broke. The uh, NFL <laughs> touchdown record, throwing the ball, which is incredible. So mm-hmm. we, had, we had Moss for one year, and he threw 49 touchdowns. Brady threw 50 touchdowns, and Randy caught half of them. I mean, c- come on, dude. What? Yep. Are you kidding me? It's it's it's, it, it's insane. That it was my my buddy Josh. I remember I was at like a the Galleria Mall. I don't even you know like 07, 08. And we, we were in the food court eating, and we seen that Randy Moss went to the Patriots for, like, a fourth-round pick or, you know, whatever the Raiders uh, managed to, you know, mess up his time. And, yeah, like he was telling me, they're going to go undefeated because he's a Patriots fan. And I said, undefeated? I don't know about all that, man. I mean, he's, you know, how much is he going to really change, the, you know, the, the team? And then he caught 25 touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> and they did not lose one game. Until David Tyree decided to catch the ball off his helmet. That's what I mean. It's going to take an incredible performance to actually close the deal and beat this team, isn't it? The Giants were able to do it twice. But really, it's going to take just something extraordinary, I think, to actually close the deal. That's what it's taken in the past. I mean, the Eagles, obviously, defensively are um, capable of it. I just yep. my big question is Foles, man. Like I think of I think of your guys, uh, your boy Kyle in this ticket sitting at the Eagles at fifty to one. 
Oh, he yeah. win the Super Bowl, right? I mean, that's no joke. Fifty to one, and you got to the game. Like, I don't know what he's going to do, and hopefully, we're going to get him on the show, and we can discuss it. But, geez, you're super live to win the game. I hope you have some form of, you know, we're going to get some cash out of this deal, right? Yeah, he. We actually, we actually made a big mistake. Well, not myself, but we were talking actually this morning. Uh, about a, if he was going to hedge, he should have, because we figured the Patriots would get there, or you know, like within the teams that we've been talking about, we knew what we were talking about as far as the AFC, the team playing for the AFC, and he should have at least got some of some money down, you know, going into the playoffs or in the middle when he could have got a better price on a Jags, uh, which I think he already had Jags or a Patriots, because you know he could have got money both ways. Now he's sitting in a position where. You know, the Eagles are still the dog. It's really hard to hedge. You know, he I, I know he's thinking about it still, but we'll we'll figure out something in the next coming week. Probably got to go in-game, in my opinion, see how the game goes. Hopefully the Eagles put one on the board right away. Yeah, it was tough going in-game because yeah. uh, when the Vikings in-game uh, came in and we played a little Vikings to hedge the Eagles bet, you know, if right. they didn't get there, uh, we it was, you know, the, the final was 38-7 and the Vikings had seven. <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> alright guys well we got some time left and uh, Mo and me uh, big shout out to our guy Sep um, and then the, the rest of the crew at Caesars we put out uh, some Super Bowl props actually already a two page that uh, we're going to take a look at and, and uh, just kind of chat about and see what we think about them and what not um, Big Dave I'll go to you first uh, Anything that you saw Being a, the outsider of the group here uh, that, that caught your eye uh, The first one Was The first score Of the no. What will happen first for the Eagles Score or punt And Punt is minus one fifty five. The bet number is four zero one six four zero one five. I don't know if the if the if the Eagles come down and score on their first drive. I don't I don't know if either team does, but the, the, the price is a lot lower for the Patriots. It's punt minus one thirty. I like punt on both of those. I very rarely the teams take the opening drive and score. Yeah, and it's so, funny. I, I like it's weird that you said that because then I actually like the Patriots to punt first at minus yeah. one thirty. I think that's a it's a pretty good bet. I think. Yeah, I think the I'm price also is right. Agreement. You like them both, or you like? I, I just I, I think that the price should be um, a little bit higher, and these may get pushed higher. But when I first see the number, obviously minus one fifty five is probably more in the price range, and that Patriot number is lower because more people are going to bet them to score out of the gate anyway. So I think, yeah, your value is punt on either one. That's one. No, I, no, I was in bet. agreement with both. Dude. Yeah. I was in, I like both. I like both. Um, uh, the first uh, thing that happened is punt for both. That was my Sorry, first initial that one that I, I thought. Yep. Uh, for me, I seen, um, I've seen the uh, team to commit the first penalty, and I'm probably just going to load up on Eagles because it's just been going the Patriots' way all year. <laughs> that, well, that's that's more of a principal bet than an actual logical bet. But right. at minus 130, I'm, I'm willing to lay a little bit of cheese on the Eagles. Uh, 
uh, holding when they weren't holding in the first uh, minute of the game? Well, just based on how it's gone, yeah, all season and just the Patriot way, I mean, they just played a game in the AFC Championship and got called for one penalty the whole game. And the only way you lose that is if that was the first penalty call. I mean, you know, they're not they're not going to only have one penalty called in the Super Bowl, most likely. Right. But yeah, that seems like um, that seems like a good bet. We should have posted a an over under how many how many uh, penalties will the Patriots have over under one and a half. Uh, over would be minus two thousand. Right. <laughs> you know, um, I'll, I'll give this out to the uh, to the listeners. I, I always have a bet that I look at. I don't necessarily bet it every year, and I don't know right now if I'm going to bet it or not. But it's a bet that I've won. I'd say at least seventy seventy something percent of the time. And I bet under shortest touchdown yardage one and a half. Um, right now it's minus one twenty-five. Um, I don't have any problem really laying juice on those bets. Um, the public always seems to think that it's over one and a half golden, not really realizing how many one-yard touchdowns are scored. So that's one to keep an eye on. It's one of my little secret ones that I usually bet. Uh, but I do like to look at some history and. Just kind of see what the teams have been doing, and you know what their what their conversion is on short short down yards and things like that. So um, hit me up on Twitter later, uh, maybe next week, and if you do that, I'll, I'll give you out if I'm playing it or not. There you go. That's usually one that's completely the the sharp guys versus the public, totally. because yeah, the public you write the the over on that for a week and a half straight when it's, you know you finally put that up. It is completely misleading, and there's mm-hmm. seems like there's always an interference call in the end zone, or you would be amazed, and if you play fantasy football, you know this, <laughs> how many times does a receiver catch a ball and get knocked out at the one-yard line for the one-yard dive from either the running back that you're playing against or the fullback that nobody has? Even the QB <laughs> sneak goes in. I had happen John- all the time. I had Calvin Johnson one year. He got tackled at the one-yard line six times in one season, and Matthew Stafford had five touchdowns from the one-yard line of those six. It was sickening. Yeah, and those were his only five touchdowns rushing. Guaranteed, you're only right? you're only yep. getting those stats at cash considerations. I guarantee it. I guarantee you're only you're only getting those stats here. No one else has those stats. That's right, so man. Out, who's, out, who's giving out. you touchdown defensive touchdowns in the first half? I mean, come on. No, that's come when on, you people. cue the bomb, the explosion noise here. This is when you the, you know, the boom, you know, the cloud of dust. No, uh, Dave. No, the 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 ever popular pass interference that puts the ball on the one. Oh my God. It is that is just the most ridiculous. It it happens like so many times. You you know you see it. It's it's just brutal to watch, man. Jeez, it's it's funny, guys. With the one uh, <clears throat> the one quick story I have to tell about that. Um, I I had it in a particular game, and I was as sick as everybody else in the room because I had the under in the Seahawks and Patriots game when they didn't hand yeah. it off to Marshawn Lynch. And I was, it was so funny because I was like, I was sick with everyone, but for a completely different reason. And I'm like, oh my God, I was like, did that just happen? 
Uh, and that was the only that was the only attempt, right? That was the, that was the yeah, only real they, shot you had at it, and it was they supposed to, to be one. a follower, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you can't make it up. That might have been that might have been literally the only time in the last ten years. We'll have to really maybe go back and look at it, but it's only happened once or twice in the last ten years where there has not been a one yard touchdown. Yeah, no, right. I actually do want to go over that as well. I, I really want to see the, st- the statistic about it because they wouldn't keep posting the prop anyway, you know, if it wasn't a winner. Um, and it seems like it wins a lot for the casinos. That usually will be way different um, come next week when we revisit it. Almost oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, no doubt about sometimes, it. Sometimes, though, it doesn't it doesn't actually move a whole lot, which is another reason I really like that bet. It it kind of you know, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's strange. It, it does get bet, but it's never like it, it's never really pounded. I mean, you might see a ten fifteen cent move, but it's it's not crazy. And then a lot of times game day, you can get it back to the original number or even better because it's always going to be plus money when they come rolling in on Sunday. And like you know, we were just saying, we they like that bet. And to point out, it did cash uh, last year with 57 seconds left in the fourth quarter when James White tied the game for New England. Mm. Damn, so pretty wild. Damn, damn, yep. damn. Yeah. <laughs> there it goes. There it goes. Oh, you guys there? expecting a uh, just you know off the top of your head now a high scoring game in this thing? Go ahead, Mo. Oh, man. High scoring. I, it I feels like so. it's going to be a track meet to me. And, and that's and, and I hope that changes. But when I saw the total posted at 48, that seems inflated. And we know that everybody seems like the majority of the bets come in on the over. Um, and I want to believe the Eagles defense is going to be able to slow the Patriots down and keep it close because that's the only way they're going to win. They're not going to win a 35-31 game right yeah yeah i like i'm i'm predicting you know eagles are maybe in the high teens and uh patriots like within the mid 20s i don't really have i can't really give out a score but i i think the patriots are going to win i I think the points might be a little bit too much right now personally but i don't think it's going to be too high scoring i don't think it's going to go over right now my, my first take on it it's funny because I I, uh, I thought the total will come out much lower, so I'm I gotta kind of look into it. But I I looked at it. I think it's gonna be a very low scoring game. I just I don't know. I just feel like Foles might be a little too nervous early, be a little too cautious, and if the Eagles' defense is performing, they're not gonna necessarily want to open it up too much. So I just I don't know. I get the feeling it's a it's a dead under game. Yeah, I thought the total would be 44-ish, you know, 44, 45 max. And when I saw 48, I was like, oh, what am I missing here? That was my that was my first thought. I thought it was just a little high. And I thought, oh, maybe this is going to be a higher scoring game. Because I'm with you. I thought it was going to be lower. And I thought, you know, for the Eagles to win the game, it has to be – they have to keep the Patriots, you know, 21, 24 max. Mm-hmm. And – even lower, you know, real good shot at winning the game. But um, 48 just seems excessive to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It might The game might go to two overtimes. 
It's a dead under, and then obviously, oh, no, wait. They scored again. They scored another touchdown. So, I mean, or, well, yeah, no, that wouldn't be right. <laughs> Man, I'm losing it today. <laughs> I'm absolutely losing it. Well, the good news is, Mo, we're, we're, running, we're running short on time now. So, uh, you can go off and lose it to the rest of the world. Um, but uh, with everything that's happened and with the Super Bowl coming up, um, let me just get like one little take from you guys. Anything you want, Super Bowl props, the games you watch, the the look ahead to the Super Bowl, anything. Uh, I'll go to you first, Big Dave. Uh, anything you want to talk about, real quick? No, I'm just uh, I'm excited for the Eagle fan base, and um, you know they had to grease the the light poles in Philly last night to oh, make yeah. sure that people didn't get crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see the guy riding on top of the Explorer? Like just sitting I did straight not. up? Oh, hilarious. <laughs> no, I did not. But I feel bad for Minnesota. Again, they get to lose their sixth championship game and they have the game in their stadium and they lose. It just feels like another gut punch and another tough it's tough to be a Viking fan. There's just certain teams that just you, you, you have these moments keep happening and you go, Oh man, we, we got there, but it's impressive. The Eagles lost their best player, arguably the league MVP and they still make it. So I like the storyline. You got the all time great Brady and Belichick, you know, coaching against the Eagles team. I'm looking forward to two weeks of nonsense and two weeks of hype, and, <laughs> and, and hopefully we'll get some nuggets of, of talking points, but uh, hopefully it's a good game. Right on. All right, Mo, you got about one minute, brother. Anything you want to want to shout out? Pats will win number six. Ooh. Pat, they're going to win it. That's just off, off of my head. But, yeah, I'm, I'm actually um, – I don't know if I'm more excited that the Super Bowl is coming or that I'm going to be sad that we're going to be – football list for like the next like six months so that's kind of how i'm feeling right now going into it but yeah i'm 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 definitely ready for the nonsense like big dave said and um you know you know i'm glad to be you know doing this show down the you know going into the super bowl so yeah yeah i'm just trying to get this day over with man it's been it's been kind of a wreck for me lately so (laughs) i mean i woke up late for a meeting and jesus christ i'm here doing this podcast so (laughs) yeah I'm, i'm all over the place man um, but for anybody listening, yeah, we, we're, we're grinding it out for you guys, man. So, yep, yeah, you know, we appreciate you guys. No doubt. Yep. All right, everyone. Well, we look forward to, uh, to getting you guys up to speed on what we see coming up in the weeks ahead here with the Super Bowl. Uh, we're probably going to bring some extra episodes to you the week prior to the game um, with some guests here and there, hopefully. And I uh, just want to say thanks for everything. And as Big Dave would say, uh, please give us some reviews on iTunes if you like the show. Uh, give it five stars. Uh, you know, tell your friends, whatever you can do, support us. And we appreciate the support we've been getting already. It's been awesome. And uh, we love doing it. So for Big Dave and Mo, this is AB signing off. Cash Considerations. Thanks, everyone.